Nice night for a walk. I'm Justin Lassick. And I'm Mike Badalino. And you're listening to 70s Big Radio. Your friends on your drive to your 9 to 5. Hey man, don't sound so fucking excited to be here. We're here, and we're queer, Mike. And we're ready to go. We're ready to have a fucking podcast. I haven't done it in a while. I'm excited. Are you not excited? What's wrong with you? Interesting analysis. Okay. Uh, well, how about this? Nice mm. night for a walk. Anyway, uh, welcome to the 70s Big uh, Podcast, 70s Big Radio. Uh, Mike hey, and I hey, decided... Hey, Justin, can you, can you tone it down a bit, man? We're supposed to be... We gotta be more professional. Oh, yeah. Don't, oh. You, don't you remember that? Yeah, I forgot. So, uh, what I have to say about that is... Wrong. Yeah, because... Uh, oh, okay. We haven't been professional since we started this whole thing. Uh, what Mike is referencing is some guy uh, commented on the last podcast. I don't know how he found the podcast. It sounded like he was fairly new to the website. Maybe he just doesn't understand. Um, why not? I don't know. Why not? I don't know. Why not? I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't understand, but that's the thing is that uh, if we were boring, then the motherfucker wouldn't have found the website to begin with. But that being said, we have uh, a bunch of topics to talk about. We're going to do topics from now on. Uh, not from now on, but um, when Mike and I don't prepare to do a podcast, in other words, we don't ask you guys for questions. We're, we're doing just, it live! Yeah, we're just going to fuck it. We're I, there's no words on it. So I'll write it and we'll do it live. I am Quaid. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna give it a push. Go give it a good push. All right. So uh, the, one of the things we're gonna do is that I'm gonna use uh, Twitter. I mean Twitter. Sorry. Um, and we're going to. Uh, it's, it's pronounced Tweeter. Oh, Harris Tweeter. Um, basically, we're gonna I'm gonna pull topics from uh, Twitter, and I favorite them throughout the week, and that's what I'm gonna start doing. But I favorited some this morning. And uh, we'll take those topics, we'll chat about them, and uh, we're going to have a great time doing it. All right? And Mike is apparently going to be depressed. So, um, Mike. The, since Mike and I were just talking about let's get this one out of the way real quick. Uh, I don't know how, how you found it, Mike, but I looked it up on Twitter and found a picture. But Scott uh, Mendelson. God. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm going to, oh, but before we, let me, let me reverse for a second. Um, when we talk about these topics, I'll go ahead and, uh, re retweet like the tweet that I'm, uh, that I favorited so that you guys, if you're looking at, if you follow the Twitter at seventies big, then you'll see the kind of shit that, uh, we use in the actual podcast. And then you guys can also send topics throughout the week and we'll talk about them, uh, when we have a podcast, which the next one will be in about 2017. So just, uh, you'll have to wait a few years for that one. Um, how many people are not going to understand that and not understand that? I'm pretty much everyone. They're like, all right, I guess I'll stop listening to the website. <laughs> yeah, to that I say. Wrong. 2017. Yeah. Wrong. So, uh, okay, so Scott Mendelson is a power lifter. Um, he's like 46 or something. I was looking – I was do Mike, I was doing super sleuthing, which means I just Wikipedia'd him. Yeah. I, just, I don't know how – I don't think he's elderly or anything. <laughs> um, so he's I, just a master's companion. Uh. So I super I did some super sleuthing, so that means I googled him and I found his Wikipedia page. I like to have a Wikipedia page and just have uh, people that read the website fill it in with absurd stuff. It should just be a picture of Lita. Yeah, it'll be a picture of Lita and maybe Lily like fighting or something, and then people just post ridiculous things, uh, um, like the various memes or gifs that have come around. Uh, but anyway, he's he's like forty six and uh, clearly roided out of his fucking gourd. Um, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, so he uh, is a bench press specialist, and he—I uh, remember reading an article about him when I was in high school. I think, Mike, that it was in yeah. Muscle and Fitness, and uh, muscle—it was kind of like that time period when Muscle and Fitness started branching, or maybe it was Men's Health. I don't know. They started branching into covering uh, some more performance-based stuff because every now and mm -hmm. then they'll have like articles on like people from the military or NFL or just a professional sport. Um, so, Mendelssohn was in there. Anyway, he tore his fucking peck, and uh, Mike, we'll post the pic, uh, the uh, the video, the YouTube video. What is this, from Super Training? Yeah, that meet was from a year ago. So, the meet was from about a year ago, and he tried to break his own record, and he went for 716 and a half. This is um, raw. I mean, there's no, uh, this is not yeah, a yeah, yeah, suit. Yeah, he went, after, he went to, and then Eric Spoto ended up breaking it a few months later. This Eric is to, did 722. To clarify, this is the guy, if you've met, you guys aren't familiar with him, um, I'm trying to find it on the Wikipedia page. This is what I call super sleuthing. Uh, he, I don't know, he's done like a thousand thirty-three in a bench shirt, right? Ten thousand, or not, not in a t-shirt, and then uh, he in did a, about seven fifteen in a t-shirt. So a thousand and eight or something like that. It doesn't matter because it's fucking weirdo anyway. It's in a it's in a bench shirt, so it's not actually him doing it. Like, 
Uh, so, whatever. Anyway, he's done like over a thousand adventure. He was doing like, he's trying to break his own record. And so we're probably late on this. Uh, very late. Well, the, the, the picture just came out not too long ago. I don't know why the picture took so long to come yeah, out. Yeah, maybe the picture came out before, but uh, we are just finding it now. Anyway, I'm going to retweet that. And his... When you see this, you'll know why I've spent so much fucking time talking about it. His his he tore his pec, so it's like uh, probably his pec major on the uh, on the origin, like closer to the actual head of the humerus area. And when you in the video you can see it, it's around two minutes and fifty seconds. He's pushing; it's on the side that he tears on the left side, and you can just see it go bam and just kind of completely separate. And uh, the picture of his bruising, it's called echimiosis, where uh, it's like bruising under the skin. It cr it's, on his, it's from his left shoulder, but it creeps down his entire side and goes all the way to like his, his right shoulder. Like the bruising is covering basically his entire upper body, and it looks fucking insane. <laughs> it's crazy. Like how would you describe that, Mike? Like, uh, I don't know. If you've ever seen anyone tear a bicep or a tricep or their, or their pack, it you know, there's a ton of bruising, but this is unbelievable. Yeah, because usually they'll have, like, uh, guys that in Strongman that tear, like, a, a distal biceps, meaning that lower towards their elbow, so distal means yeah. the opposite of proximal, which would be uh, closer to your to the, your midline. And uh, so usually if they tear, like, a distal biceps, they'll have severe bruising in that area that it might even creep up, like, their bicep closer to their shoulder. And uh, when guys tear their pecs, they get a similar thing in kind of their delt and that pec and maybe even, like, collarbone region. But his goes down, literally down to like his twelfth rib, like down on the side, and then it goes across, like goes up his trap towards his neck, and then it creeps over his his right pec all the way to his nipple, like past his nipple. It just looks fucking insane. So you guys look at that picture. Uh, and then, uh, if you want to see another one that looks kind of more normal, what I would expect to see from a tear, uh, if you, you know, Kristoff Radzikowski, he was at the uh, the Ernie uh, last weekend. And uh, he pulled. He went for a 440 log, and uh, I think it was on his second rep with 440. He tore his right triceps, and mm -hmm. uh, then he tweeted a picture. And if you just, his name is uh, just search Christoph Rudzikowski. Well, how about there's, you? There's how no about either, uh, either you like, yeah. either you retweet it and then I'll retweet it, or okay, I'll, like I'll, I'll, just... I'll retweet it right now. Yeah, or you can it. tweet it at tweet it at me at 70s big, and then I'll. I'll make sure. My yeah. So uh, so it's it's nasty looking, but it's more what I'd expect. But yeah, he tore it last weekend, so he'll be out of World's Strongest Man, which is in yeah. two weeks actually. Yeah. So, all right. Um. Yeah. Scott Mendelson wrote it out. I think. Uh. I think I need to clarify something. Um. I thought of this topic. This wasn't actually something I wrote down to talk about today, but I thought about it the other day. I was gonna possibly do an article on it. There's been a few posts that I've put up on 70s Big regarding steroids and how that they're just very common and uh, in, in professional sports, that is, and put up some uh, stuff about, uh, you know, people getting pop for using and so on. It's just kind of like indicative of the fact that at a high level, most most athletes are using. And uh, I even pointed out how, like, I don't really care and I kind of expect it and there's no way to really regulate it because the drugs are so advanced beyond the testing. That being said, um, there's someone um, where I went to school and, and AC went to school. Um, I guess I'll kind of leave that out. I mean, people can figure that out pretty easily. But um, anyway, this person um, was arrested for dealing steroids. And, uh, uh, and it's obviously something that's still illegal. So I felt compelled or like I felt uh, the necessity to point out that like I don't condone steroid use like I'm not telling people to use steroids because we've never used them and uh, I've I I think that down the road that they will be more common like when I'm older I think that'll be more common to have like hormone replacement therapy which is something that I would be interested in if I was like 45 or 40 or something and depending if I was injured or something like that but um, I would want to do it in a way that doesn't conflict with the law because I that would affect my life and so I think that I just wanted to point out that people on 70s big should be cognizant of that that I'm not telling people to do it I don't I've never done it but I'm just saying that it's common in professional sports and they obviously undertake that risk when they do it so obviously if you interpret anything I said as to take steroids like understand that there are consequences especially if you're dealing them like a fool but someone asked me like sometimes people will uh uh, people ask me like, "You think he's 
and it's mostly in reference to like NFL players. They're like, uh, you think he's on drugs? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, why? I'm like, because he's in the NFL. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. And they're just so blown away. They're like, no way. <laughs> on drugs? I'm like, yeah. And it's, it's just the the look, the expression on their face. I'm like, uh, I remember when I was I was that ignorant. Yeah, I mean, I was I was uh, very anti-using when I was younger, and then I just don't I just don't care now. But also, like when a lot of money is involved, like all these guys in, that are in professional sports are genetic freaks. But also, they probably work hard on top of that. And then the fact is, is that even though they may be freaks and they can work hard and let's say they maximize their potential, they can still improve their potential or improve their recovery time, which is more uh, what the real reason to use them for in sports is. They can re improve their recovery time so that they can come back from injury or just reduce the, the instance of injury. So, you know, that's kind of where you get into it with, with professional sports. But anyway, Scott Mendelson looks like... Uh, his left ear has more testosterone than my entire body. Um, so, Mike. Uh, Mike. You got a strawman competition coming up, right? Mike. Two weeks from yesterday. And you uh, posted... You posted... Uh, you've been posting various front squat videos. What's what's the most you front squatted without a pause? Uh, 450. And, and then, then I did... And then I did 430 with a pause. And then uh, there's... You just posted a video of you doing 400 for two with a pause. So, uh... <laughs> What is, for people that might be seeing these videos, what is your reasoning for pausing on a front squat? Uh, simply because with a, with a heavier stone, you're probably going to have to sit in the bottom position either for, uh, for just a second to just readjust your hands yeah. or uh, to just sit there for a moment just to get, maybe get a little lower and try to get a little more, uh, little more pop to get it up onto the, uh, either over the bar or up onto a higher box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ideally, I mean, if you want to do a stone really quickly, uh, you, you try not to front squat any lower than you ha have to with a stone because, you know, every every second counts when you're uh, either loading for uh, multiple stones or you're loading... Oh, every uh, second counts? One hashtag, hashtag CrossFit. Mm, hashtag... Mm. Ha Use uh, the Arnold soundboard or something. Ha hashtag... Yeah, fuck you. Hashtag... Yeah, Stop it! <laughs> Okay. You on. generally you don't get a bounce with the uh, with a stone very yeah, much. Yeah, that makes know? sense. It's not like it's so. not like recovering out of a clean where you're gonna you can almost have a stretch reflex whether it's off of your your connective tissue or just your uh, or just a stretch reflex with with uh, your actual muscles. But that makes that's sense. That's a good way to put it. You're not getting. I mean, my goal is to just kill the uh, the the stretch reflex, get rid of the bounce, pause really, you know, for a, a two count in my head, and then go. Um, so. And uh, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. We're a high-quality podcast here. <laughs> um, so, uh, hey man, don't put are, down. Okay, so don't do you be, see... Don't be all Justin about it. Do you see, uh, <laughs> do you see other strongmen, um, maybe at the, like the pro level, doing paused front squats? Dude, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I, I know a lot, of, uh, a lot of dudes that do post their videos, uh, at least really good amateurs. I know some of them do them. Uh, and they'll also do pause back squats, and I'm less of a fan of pause back squats. Uh, I, I've never done them, and I don't really have any plans to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't like that loading on. That's uh, that's my problem with it. Yeah, I, I don't really. Particularly on like this the the L the L five S one the L four L five area. Those it's are a like little the... more to me. It's a little more dangerous. You've already got enough shit going on with you know with the carrying a yoke and I, I don't really need any more stress yeah. in that area. Not to mention uh, just to further why I would why I wouldn't program that if it was me. Um, a front squat is inherently going to be uh, less than the back squat. And you could probably yeah. you could probably pause back squat more than you could pause front squat, but what I'm saying is that that may not be a good thing. And it's a little bit less uh, if you're going into the whole specificity argument. Specificity is a term that means like doing movements that are directly related to your activity and the sport that you're going to be competing in. And in this case, a front squat would be very specific to having the, a similar position to a, a stone in your lap compared to a back squat, which is going to be a slightly modified position because they're both vertical style squats, but it's going to be more specific with the with the front squat. But the loading that you would that you would get pausing even like in a very because like there's you can be at the bottom of a squat. And then you can be at the bottom of a squat where, like, for instance, you're uh, 
like your hamstrings are touching your calves, like in the bottom of a clean. Those are two different things. And I wouldn't really want most people, especially someone like Mike with long femurs, to have a pause at the bottom of a squat in which their calves are touching their, uh, their hamstrings because he's gonna be in a very compromised position right there. So yeah, I agree with that. And the reason, the, what I'm getting at here is that Mike and I have talked about this in, uh, before is that um, we're basically uh, critical of the stereotypical strongman training. That being said, we- Like Zercher, like Zercher squats? <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, put a lot of stress on our distal biceps and I, I cannot think of rep. any reason to ever do a zercher squat. Um, so we're critical of certain things that go on in strongman training because a lot. Well, before we get into why, we're, we're critical of it. That being said, like I haven't really coached anybody that's done strongman. You know, Mike hasn't. Mike is fairly new to the sport. Plus, he's not like he doesn't have a pro card, so we're not really like. Uh, it's kind of like we haven't earned the right to have an opinion on it which is funny saying that since a lot of people in this field don't really look at it that way, that you have to kind of have experience doing the specific activity in order to have an opinion on it. But I digress on that. So um, I don't think having the experience in it is always a, a, a requisite in order to have a valid opinion on it. But in this case, no one would listen to us if we did shout it, right? You know, so like, I think yeah. Mike's working towards getting a pro card and one of the things that will be beneficial from having that, aside from it being awesome that he gets it and he'll be able to compete at that level and so on, is that he will be able to have more of a say in like what is effective in in strongman programming, uh, especially if we go on the argument that he is not a genetic freak. I'm just kidding, Mike. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's true. But like just working hard and doing intelligent stuff, getting to the point of being able to have a pro card compared to just not being one of those guys that's fucking just like, just it's like oh that was a 400 stone yeah that's the first time i've ever done it yeah yeah um, yeah i just there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that i don't understand like people are like you should never train your biceps because your body will learn to lift with them and i just uh, i just want to hit my head against the wall and just knock myself out and never wake up and a lot of it um there, there is a place like one example is that uh strongman training that i usually look at um that i've seen in the past i remember what's the Mark Felix, I remember uh, we posted an article yeah. about him like three years ago or something. Uh, he, it's kind of like a bodybuilding split with sort of strongman stuff thrown into it. And like, there's a place for hypertrophy training in any program. And it always, you know, it's hard to take the context of these programs because it might depend on what time of year you're doing them, uh, that sure. you're implementing your template or whatever, and where you are in respect to competition. That being said, like having certain hyper hypertrophy training where you're uh, doing like incline bench. Like that's something I don't really understand, kind of in general. Um, and you know, we don't. I haven't produced super strong benchers, but I have a f several guys that have benched over four hundred raw. And then you're getting closer to that too, although it's not your specialty. And uh, so, incline bench to me is not something. And I could explain the anatomical stuff. Maybe we'll get into another time if someone cares enough to like tweet a question at us or something. But I, like incline benching and doing certain things uh, doesn't seem to jive with like getting stronger and doing stuff with specificity for strongman. And that's, I think that's kind of where the, the disconnect is. And so hopefully long-term, because I, I expect to be in this field a long time and I think Mike is as well, right? Yeah, you would expect I, I don't plan, on, I'm not quitting. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, th I hope that we can kind of have an effect on at least, at least amateur and lower level strongman getting into like the pro stuff. Um, without the context of just roiding up and just throwing weight around kind of stupidly. So I, I just think it's and that happens. <laughs> What's that? That certainly, that certainly happens. Yeah. Cause people will ask me, they're like, Hey man, what are you on? You on drugs? I'm like, no. <laughs> they're like, Oh, why not? I'm like, cause no, I, I don't have a reason to. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to make any money doing this. This is just for fun. I don't want to affect my quality of life. Yeah. I'm all set. I don't want to tear something, you know, necessarily. Uh, I mean, it could happen to anyone, but quasi related to this, um, that's a that's a new hyphenated term I just made. Um, okay. I follow Eric Cressy on Twitter. Um, he's a if you guys don't know, he's oh he's kind of more in the in a physical therapist vein. I don't think he's actually a PT, but he he works with a lot of baseball players and he does a lot of like a, um, some good anatomy breakdown and a lot of people will kind of like use his stuff and kind of expand on it. And uh, so I think he's also called like the glute guy, the butt guy. I don't know. 
Um, he's got he's got various products. That's not what I'm here to talk about. But he posted a. This isn't like a monumental tweet or anything, but it, I thought it was interesting to talk about. He said to truly benefit from in-season training, and he's most likely talking about baseball players because that's what he works with. You have to realize that it isn't about leaving the weight room exhausted after each session, and that's that's a. A lot of stuff in strength and conditioning, especially st stuff that I'll come to a realization to talk about, maybe not after understanding it a year ago or something, it's like, duh, but stuff like this is important because people don't really keep this kind of thing in mind. Um, I look at example, I work with a lot of people in the military, and I work with a lot of people that are in different sports, and so I, I think about training in different ways where there's like an off-season type training, there's a pre-season type training, or pre-deployment for that matter, and then you have like the in-season. So like, the the comment like, you're not supposed to be destroyed when you leave the gym. And that and that could be the same, like if Mike was doing a bunch of competitions in a short amount of time, he's Which gonna- did last year. Yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> like, he shouldn't be aiming to destroy himself every session. And oh, you can also go to CrossFit for that matter. Like CrossFit has their whole open wad stuff going on right now, so we could even look at it with respect to that. But I'm just more so talking about like CrossFit's kind of mentality and the military's mentality to do a bunch of shit and then just to do that on a regular basis and expect that to, to garner progress. And that's not, yeah. that's not conducive to quality training, especially when in season. Um, it's, and so for CrossFit, I think it's gotten a lot better since I've been involved with CrossFit. Man, it's been, I just realized it's been over six years since I've been involved with CrossFit. Um, but the military also is, a, is an example of this. So conventional military, like regular units, kind of have more of a, like calisthenics and running based programs. And then when you get into special operations, it depends on the type of unit that you're talking about. Like sometimes the units are, they don't have organized uh, physical training. And then some, some of them do have organized physical training. And then sometimes in those environments, uh, they, they kind of have the mentality of like, just like doing a bunch of shit, which is kind of a carryover from CrossFit and the, the, the mentality of getting in maybe that community where you just have to do a lot and with, withstand a lot in order to survive in that community. So. But they, they do a lot of stuff, and it's not always it's not always the best because it, it pounds people's bodies, and so like basically it does like every session doesn't have to be like that, and those things are good once in a while for particular reasons, whether it's morale or team building or shit like that. But um, it can get a little overboard sometimes. So I just thought it was a good uh, a good like no brainer tweet. Like he didn't say anything monumental. But I guess sometimes people need to be reminded that when you're in a, in a season, you shouldn't be fucking bashing your body. It's, to, it's, it's maintenance, and it's supposed to be productive, and it's supposed to um, improve you, especially with appropriate rest. So I thought that was an interesting tweet. <clears throat> what do you think, Mike? Uh, I was, the only thing I was going to add is that, you know, it's just there's a difference between training and exercise. You know, exercise yeah. makes you – exercise is that – Yes. Gives you that uh, sweaty. You felt the burn. Wrong. You've got a sick pump, and then training is meant. Yeah. To, you know, for you you to have a program, and for you to continue to adapt for, uh, you know, over the weeks, months, and years. Yes. You, know, you have a plan. No, it is not true. Mm. Come on, and, uh, don't bullshit me. I was doing, I was doing glute ham raises in the gym the other day, and uh, what gym? Like a, I, I, I was on the base gym okay. just because I, I don't have a glute ham raise and yeah. eventually I need to buy one because it's just you, you know I go there and I'm like uh. and uh, I was doing the, the glute ham raises in the room that they were having spin class in and uh, and I was just thinking I'm like I wonder you know like what everyone else does besides the spin class I'm like I wonder what else is going on I'm like are these people lifting Do they are they running all the time and you know there's a tons of different people in in that class there were like 40 people in there and I'm in the back doing glute ham raises destroying my distal hamstrings and uh were you doing you know, this hey yes hey yeah I was just I was just screaming at every rep and flexing I was doing a front double bicep the entire time that's what I was gonna say to load it a bit more good and yelling front double bicep yeah anyway. um <laughs> I like glute ham raises I need to get one have you ever tried to explain to someone uh the when they don't know what it is uh yeah i mean i think i have and i've just uh i think i just started with the abdominal thigh and just went from there well it's e it's obviously easier when you can show them but have you ever tried to like verbally explain it to someone that doesn't know what you're talking about without it, a visual 
without yeah. a visual it's no. it's uh it's really I hard i think it's impossible <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i explained the push uh, i uh, i recently explained push to someone and they really enjoyed it <laughs> what well, should we explain it here to give him a good push yeah uh, there was this guy that i worked with a, uh, a few years ago and uh he he was uh part of this <laughs> restaurant in town and uh he would always say uh, he always had like we really weird phrases. Like uh, he would say, "Well, he's weird like, overall." Like he did so many. Okay, <laughs> right, right. we're not gonna get but, into all the stories today, but he did so many weird things. Like overall, he's just, a, just a different dude. And he would say, "Like Justin, if you were to ask me, if I were to go to buy that glued ham raise, what would you ask me? You would probably ask me, "Hey, Mike, how much did you pay for it?" Right? Yeah. That's what a normal human would ask, right? Yeah. He would just look at it, look at it, and go, "What'd you give?" <laughs> Like it's just one word. What'd you give? And I'm and the first time I heard it, I'm like, what? He's like, what'd you give? I'm like, what does that even mean? He goes, well, what'd you give for it? I'm like, money? You know, I, and I, I, it was just so blown I away. Think, I think the thing and, is that he's always like, it seems like he's always bartering, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, his life was bartering. A, yeah, he has yeah. a he has a history of just bartering for things, whether it's technically <sighs> technically uh, legal. In accordance with state, <laughs> in accordance with state law. That's from uh, the but, Green Mile, by the way. The push, the push that walk in the mile, walk in the Green Mile. The uh, the push thing was from uh, he was, you know, a part of this restaurant, and he would walk around at various people at work, and he'd be like, "Come on down and give us a good push, help us get a good push." <laughs> I, I I think he meant, you know, we should come down there and help him like promote the restaurant. And, like bring more people in, but the just the fact that he would always say, "Yeah, come on down, help give us a good push," and then somehow, I don't know if it was Brent or me or how we figured it out, but the push motion started, and uh, we just would take you take both your hands and you just kind of push them out a little bit. You just put them in front of from your, your body, chest. from your kind of like your, from your chest, almost like you're pass blocking in football. But to and then your hands, hands are closed. Right, and okay, sudden, I'll get, uh, it's it's if you were holding a medicine ball and you were gonna lightly toss it to someone. That's kind of the motion. Yeah, they're, exactly. That's exactly. And you just and between the you know between all of us, you know all the guys in the 70s big, we just uh, we'll look at each other. You know, we don't even have to be. We can be across the room, like in a restaurant. One of us can be ordering, the other one can be at a table, and we'll just look at the other one and just make the push motion. Like we'll see someone weird in the restaurant, we'll look at him and we'll just go. Push. We won't even need to say anything. <laughs> it's a. And horrible... does it make any sense? And does that explanation help? Probably not. It's a. But, uh... It's a horrible, horrible group of friends. You guys would hate it. Um... Yeah, you wouldn't. I, I think people are severely disappointed whenever they meet all of us because they're like, "This is going to be so much fun." And then they're like, "What the hell are they talking yeah, about?" Yeah, I remember when. And then we just what start did... laughing hysterically. What did, did Gant say that time he was on? Unf- was Gant walked up to us and he said, "Being around y'all is soul draining." <laughs> and then that's, then a, good, he that's walked... a good Gant impression. <laughs> uh, I love doing Gant impressions. I wish I wish we need to get Gant on the podcast one day. Gant is busy uh, twenty five eight. That's yeah. how busy Gant is. He somehow he's such a man that he finds an extra hour and an extra day in the week. Yeah, Gant is like the busiest dude I've ever met, and he's. He he's just awesome. I want to be Gant when I grow up. Yeah. Um, but the last time, the last time I, I really hung out with Gant was when we, the day before the, uh, the what's called last year, the, the Falls Fest, Fest. Highlander, the Highlander. Yeah. And I went over to his house to drop off. I think it was dropping off an Atlas Stone or something. And Gant was finishing up. He had made a yoke. He took my yoke, looked at it, and then made another one. <laughs> uh, and I'm not that talented. So to me, that's like. That's magical, you know? And Gant's just sitting there drinking a beer. He's like, have a seat. <laughs> and then he's just sitting there. He's like, you know, and he's just like kind of staring off in the distance and just like relaxed. You know, he doesn't have his briefcase and he's not worried about like lawyer stuff and his family wasn't around. So I was like, I think this is probably the first time Gant's relaxed in like five, six years. <laughs> you know? he uh, He's one of the best. He's one of the best people I think I know in the world. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Um, if you read his Facebook, everything is just so pragmatic, you know, it just makes sense. This is a perfect. Like, why can't everyone think like Gant? This is a perfect segue, because in the time that I've known Gant, we've always had many a conversation regarding regarding like CrossFit type stuff, and 
he always has it's always a fun interesting conversation so this is uh this is sort of related but if he was like to hear this he would be mildly amused at this transition um yeah. all right so i just heard about this today and people are probably going to be one like thinking that we're way behind the ball on this one too but um tony budding was involved with uh, crossfit for i don't know since they began and shit and I've I've talked to him at at Rip's house. He um, when him and Glassman and Nicole and so on, they uh, people visited out there a few years ago. And so I've talked to Tony, and I don't know if he remembers me necessarily, but uh, I've emailed with him a few times. And uh, he started uh, apparently he's starting what is ca called the the Pro Fitness League. Okay, I assume you haven't heard about this, right? No. I, okay. No, so this Pro Fitness I, League no seems to be like. I don't. I don't know if it. It sounds like it's going to be popular, but it. He's basically. There's going to be cities that have fucking pro teams, and they're going to have a combine to see who is going to be like who is good enough to be picked up by these teams, and they're actually going to sign these people and pay them money to be on the team, just like the NFL, just like an NFL team that is going to, you know, find free agents, excuse me, and uh, sign them to the team for X amount of time, and they will do competitions against each other, have some sort of, I guess, some sort of season and some sort of championship. And, yeah, uh, I just uh, I clicked on the website right now. They've got a combine, a draft, the first season starting in late summer of 2014. Yeah, so there, it's it's going to be – and the, uh, the reason, just to give the hat tip, um, the reason I found this, I'm friend – well, um, my headset just fell out. That's why I said, whoa. Uh, my friend, Shanna Alverson, she is a uh, CrossFitter. She is in Atlanta. She uh, runs East Decatur, CrossFit East Decatur. And I've uh, been friends with her for a few years. And she's been to the CrossFit Games four times, I think. And uh, she's cool, cool person and a really good athlete. Like, I think she's going to nationals in weightlifting. Um, so she's, she's, she's pretty strong. She's, she's not very big. And she's, she lifts a decent amount of weight. I think she snatches over 60 kilos. Um, but she was, she had posted this and that's how I found the Tony Budding thing because she was like, if it's, if there's one in Atlanta, I want to be in it. And so she was talking about if like make a professional team for this, what the fuck is it called? This, uh, what is it called? Like the, the, the professional fitness league. Is that what it's called? National N NPFL. You sound, like a, you sound like a caveman. Nancy Papa Fiesta Lima. Okay. Um, so she was basically saying, like, hey, I want to do it in Atlanta so I can be on the team is what she was kind of saying. So give him a hat tip. I found it via Twitter. I found out about this because of Shayna, and I just want to say hi to her. Um, that being said, so Tony, I don't know. What I'm curious to know, and I don't know if it's my business or if anybody knows this, is, like, is he just, like, done with CrossFit and he's doing this, like, as a new endeavor where he's not involved with CrossFit Incorporated at all? CrossFit Inc. or is this like something that is uh, promoted or even? Uh, it looks, it? dude. Looking at the website, it looks like a whole different thing. Yeah, because it says that he's, I mean, he's the, got a copyright for at the bottom, and it just says NPFL. Yeah, I mean, you can copy when you make a website; it's like automatically copyrighted, and the mm. law is. So my point being Screw is that me. he's the he's the CEO though, so it's not like something Glassman's involved. With. I mean, Glassman doesn't need to Key be really people. Tony Budding, founder and CEO. Yeah. Previously, he was the co-director and executive producer of the CrossFit Games. Yeah. So, said previ so it makes me it makes me think that he has left yeah. CrossFit, and because uh, he was involved with the with the the CrossFit Games quite a bit. Anyway, it just I just found it interesting that he kind of branched off and is starting this new thing. And <clears throat> excuse me, I think that he it's going to be I think it's going to blow up because I don't know if it's supposed to be a direct competition with CrossFit, in which case that would be interesting, um, <laughs> because. Uh, that would be another person that would that left CrossFit that kind of like butted heads with maybe Glassman or something. But anyway, none of my business. But I just thought it was what interesting. Would be, what would be sweet, Justin? And this is you know I, I'm sure just Chris and Brett and AC and Sean will appreciate this. Uh, is that I think you should do it without any training and then win. Well, see, that's the thing is I, I, that I wouldn't be able to, man. Like these people are fucking crazy nowadays. Like if no, this you was would, you would. if this you was would, like 2008, 2009. I've seen your forearms. Oh, okay. In your forearms. I'll just get by you'd on forearms. Fine. You'd be fine. Is that the people are fucking crazy now, man. Like, it's it's pulling in so many... There's such a, a large pool of people now, and it's... Our old joke was that uh, if Justin had trained for the CrossFit Games for, like, three months, that he would have won. And that's probably pretty far-fetched, but I think Justin would have made it pretty damn far. 
with with a lot of training. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't want to. You would have given it a good push. I wouldn't want that level of volume on my body, man. It's just they do a bunch of shit. Right. What uh? So anyway, as a uh, I don't know. Getting paid to do it though. Hold on, getting paid to do it. That like, I mean, the CrossFit Games has a a a paid reward, right? And then you get a lot of notoriety. Like this is okay. Here's a side rant. Um, this is this is stemmed off. Insert side rant. Yeah, when people go into the CrossFit Games, they are immediately they have notoriety immediately within the the community of CrossFit, and and that what they transfer that into is they start doing like for example seminars. And it drives me nuts because just because people can do something, like they can, they can. <laughs> doesn't mean they can. Yeah, teach doesn't it. mean they can teach it. Okay, so good example. I have a friend in the army. Um, he was in the one seventy third. He was ranger qualified and stuff, and uh, a bunch of deployments. But uh, he uh, he said that he grew up around D.C. and uh, there was a, a summer when he was playing football where Ray Lewis and uh, Lavar Arrington came. They're two linebackers. If you don't know who they are, Ray Lewis. Uh, uh, killed a guy apparently, and then like, and that's okay. It's like <laughs> now he's a reverend and stuff, so it's okay. <laughs> and then uh, Lavar Arrington was just like a fuck, like legitimate fucking like genetic freak. Um, gigantic. Is this their, their Wikipedia page? <laughs> like that's the first thing on both pages. Yeah, pretty much. Lavar Arrington just fucking genetic freak, but apparently dumb as fuck, right? Like just stupid as shit. And uh, he would like he would come up and he'd like have him in a huddle or whatever. And he'd be like, "Yeah, you just gotta fucking hit that guy." Blah 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 blah. And he would just say like like asinine shit. And they'd be like, "What?" And then Ray Lewis came up. <laughs> Ray Lewis came up. And to Ray Lewis's credit, um, he was he played for the Ravens. I fucking hate the Ravens. Uh, I hated Ray Lewis a long time. But it's hard not to like him because of his longevity and his work ethic and stuff. And because he killed a guy and got off. Like how cool is that? I'm just kidding. And he's also got a pretty sweet speaking voice. Yeah, he does, he and well. he and he does get excited about what he does. So you gotta admire at least the passion. That being said, he said uh, he was basically like, you know, D- Lavar may come in here and be like, Lavar, bang, bang. <laughs> like he said something like, Lavar, bang, bang. Like Lavar just like is this caveman that is like, oh, you need me to plug the a gap? Like I, I got you, bro. Like I can fucking plug a gap. Like I'm just gonna go in. I'm gonna hit guards. I'm gonna hit fullbacks in the mouth. I'm gonna tackle. I'm going to tackle people. Like, I got that. But, like, Ray Lewis is a different type of linebacker because he actually, like, sets his defense up. He strategizes. He calls audibles. He, he like, he's going to drop into coverage, different types of coverages, and he's going to he's gonna be a dynamic middle linebacker, whereas LeVar Ancient was apparently, like, a one, like a one, one responsibility type guy. Like, oh, you want me to fucking pl- go right in that spot when they're running the ball? Got you. And then that's, if you know anything about, like, football, like, depending on where the run is going and how the guards and stuff move, like whether they're pulling or not, like that's going to change what a linebacker does. And LeVar team wasn't apparently very good at that. So, um, dude, right now I'm like three threads away from, I'm like, if this was inception, we'd be in like the third, fourth or fifth dream away from the original topic. <laughs> and then there'd be this sweet music. God, I need to watch that movie again. I was uh, training the other night. Okay, just went another. We just went to another dream. We just went one level deeper. I was training the other day, and I have an epic music station, and one of the Inception songs came on. Yeah, it pretty, yeah, it was pretty sweet. It was uh, okay, awesome. can I go one more dream deeper? No, 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 no. Let me let me get a dream real quick. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I don't know where when I thought about it, but uh, I opened up my Instagram again, and uh, Chris. Oh, the comment, Insta- I, the Instagram. I tw- I uh, tagged Chris. I don't even know. Uh, there's, a, there's no real way to say that in a Instagram language. But I tagged Chris, and I asked him, because I made four and a half pounds of corned beef and cabbage today. Uh, okay. And I can do it for a couple. It's just, I don't know. It's a little bit too salty That sounds like you'd, you'd have mega, mega intense farts. Uh, I, yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's going to be a rough couple like weeks. Like farts that come out, and they're either like, they, they either have like the, the appearance of mustard gas, or they're like green. Like well, uh, yellow or green is what I'm imagining. Probably for the next like four or five weeks at least, I'll probably make uh, corned beef and cabbage every week. And I asked Chris, I was like, "Hey man, did you pick any up at Sam's? You know, now that they have it again, because it's pretty cheap. It's only like here, it's only three forty-eight a pound." Uh, and Chris said, "Had some last week. Finished it in a day and a half. So good." And the the problem with Chris is that like, you know, with me, I, I'm pretty good at rationing because I'll make you know the four and a half pounds. And then I'll uh, I'll break that up and I'll eat about twelve or thirteen ounces every night for dinner. 
Uh, but Chris, you know, he'll eat it and he'll be like, man, it's real good. And he'll eat it like three or four times a day and it'll be gone the next day. Because uh, I, I don't know, when, when Chris lived here, uh, this is like, what, probably, this is when you were here, but I wasn't quite here yet. Like that first year when yeah. Chris's diet was just like ridiculous. Yeah. You know, he would he would just eat like, I don't even remember the crazy stuff that he would eat. He would eat like four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then he wouldn't eat for a while and then he'd have like a large pizza. Or just, you well, know, just... well, I remember when uh, Chris and I were training when we were doing our linear progression together, and he yeah. was about like 240. I think this was before you got to Texas. Yeah. He's like 240, and we were training together. Like we started becoming friends with and Brent and stuff. And just one day, I was like, "Hey, man!" Like I was walking behind him. We were going to the water fountain. I was like, "Hey, man, your back is looking kind of big. Like, how much do you weigh?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Have you weighed yourself recently?" He was like, "No, not in months." And I was like, "Let's go weigh you." And he weighed two seventy five, and he weighed like two forty <laughs> like before. He he like gained thirty five pounds and didn't even know. And his back <laughs> was fucking huge because this is like I was we pushed his deadlift because uh, Chris was deadlifting. There's an article about this if you I don't know search Chris deadlifting on seventies uh, big, but he was pulling around like mid fours for a set of five, and I got him up to pulling like five like f- mid fives for a set of five, and got him up to deadlifting six hundred, and obviously it went from there, and he's pulled over 700 in competition but um so yeah he he was just like he just it was another time i was like man you're looking big again like how much do you weigh and he weighed like 295 and hadn't weighed himself since he weighed 275 yeah yeah it, he did that a couple times he's it's like how much do you weigh he's like i don't know he's like oh i weighed 314 i was like oh, <laughs> oh and like, he, yeah and S- then he would get down to like 298 a couple weeks later use spf but it was just the fact that he would eat like you know he'd make something really good like burgers or something, something like, you know, and he put a lot of time into it. And he, we'd eat it in like a 24-hour period. And it's supposed to last a week. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I don't have any food. I ate it all. <laughs> you know? He's just not so good at the rationing. All right, let's but, try you know, this. Let's, is, this let's, corned beef and cabbage is a good example. All right, what's your next right, So what was, what was your point about the corned beef and cabbage? You're just talking about making it? No, my point was just that, you know, Chris oh, wrote oh. again that, I made some last week, ate it in a day and a half. So in a day and a half, he ate about four pounds of corned beef and cabbage. All right, I'm going to try and retrace the steps of, of all these threads. First, what I want to know is, uh, like, you and Chris both do this, but you both, you hashtag a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah. one of the things you hashtag is CrossFit. On the Instagram. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, I like to see the, the different places that uh, will uh, will like the pictures, you know, like different uh, different people or whatnot. It, it's interesting because you know people. Okay, so will, do, does it I work? Don't my question. Anything. My question is, does it yeah. work? Yeah, you get a lot of different people that just kind of look at your photos, like a lot of random gyms, <clears throat> a lot of random companies. Like uh, this morning, Reband, you know, the company that makes uh, the knee sleeves. <clears throat> most of the yeah, my knee sleeves and my elbow sleeves. Uh, they actually tagged me this. Well, they they liked one of my pictures that I posted <laughs> eight weeks ago. And they okay. said, loving the reband lifestyle, hashtag my rebands. It was like, interesting. It must so be it, apparently companies will... Huh? Must be like their online marketing trend of... Yeah, they'll search, for, they'll search for tags. And a lot of times I'll click on people's tags because I'll be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what that is. Uh, some of them are kind of annoying, like WCW, Women, Woman Crush Wednesday. I don't really know about all that. Uh, that but, doesn't uh, make any sense. When I think WCW, I think Monday Night Nitro. That's all I think about. I think about the Stinger yeah. Splash and the Scorpion Deathlock and yeah. uh, Macho Man Randy Savage with a flying elbow. I don't know why you would think of anything besides that. But yeah, apparently they were Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, but actually, Chris, one of Chris's friends actually got sponsored based off of uh, one of the pictures that he posted on Instagram. Because huh. uh, CrossFit HQ re reposted one of his Instagram photos, and overnight he gained 800 followers on Instagram. He went from actually it was more like 900. He went from like 300 to 1200 in the span of you know a day because CrossFit reposted one of his photos. Wow! So that's a hell of a lot more exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like I just need to start taking pictures of my biceps and putting a fucking filter on them. Uh, I don't think you even you, they need to be unfiltered. Your biceps do not need to be filtered. <laughs> to be clear. Um, all right, retracing. Okay, so it works. Oh, oh. Okay, so going one thread deeper on this side thread of a thread of a thread. Um, Chris posted something, and uh, Ali always thinks that when he, uh, Ali, my wife, if you guys Ali? are following, um, Ali uh, 
they uh, there's two, two jokes just occurred in the span of five seconds that nobody knows what we're talking about so that's why I'm <laughs> laughing <laughs> awesome it's like one of the jokes I don't even think you know what I'm talking about it's, it's more of like me and AC um, okay her name's Allie Mike had this neighbor God I think he it. might have died honestly his <laughs> name is his name is Ali but he's from fucking India right Pakistan Pakistan, whatever. Yeah, um, he would come over and talk to me when I was training. Which is a good time to talk to someone. But he walks the neighborhood, um, and he, I like they walk with their hands behind their back. Right? Yeah, all my neighbors, yeah. And uh, there was like 30 of them living in the house at one point. Li- no, literally there were uh, 23. <laughs> They're all really nice. Yeah, they are. I mean, but I Ali, Ali was like the oldest one. And uh, the kids would play like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can't even hold it together. They no, play, they would play. They would play soccer across the when it when there was no house there. They would just play soccer in the yard, and then they would another couple of them. They would throw the tennis ball on the roof, and then it would come back. And there'd be like four or five of them. So we called it roof ball. <laughs> Ten, and then uh, Chris one time was like tennis ball with roof. <laughs> <laughs> God, if you it's want, in the, it's in the uh, it's in the video where Chris, uh, you videotaped yeah, yeah. Chris talking about his truck. Go to the go to my YouTube or yeah, my YouTube. I think you can get that from the Sunny's <laughs> Big homepage and find the video of Chris and his truck. It's it's called Chris and his rig or something, and something like that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of yeah, good. But always, I would always, you know, I would always slow down because I'm not a dumbass and I'm cognizant of kids, which apparently a lot of people around here are not. But uh, you know, they always played in the street. So yeah, uh, it's it's you know, kind of it's I, not I like a, it's, not a, it's not a super busy street though. It's it's pretty back in the neighborhood. Yeah, but you know you get people speeding through that four way intersection right there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but they would just be throwing the ball up on the roof, and then I would drive by, and they would wave, and they go back to the roof. <laughs> but I haven't seen them in a while, so I don't know. Oh. Maybe the fun is worn out with roof ball. Yeah. But, uh, um. All right. So that's one reason why why uh, Mike said Ali. And then uh, yeah, because Ali would come over and he would talk to me, and we talk about uh, he lived in England and Scotland for a while. Uh, <laughs> I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that's what that I I you always go England, Scotland, and you always say that, and I forgot that's why you even said it. No, like, I always say England, Scotland, Scott Yard. <laughs> the ideology of the like the thing it's that like people six jokes inter- coming together. Yeah, at if once. you're listening, like. The ideology of these jokes even leaves the people that are saying the jokes. Like we don't understand, we forget why we're even saying them. It's just that yeah, we're well, like where that where they came from. You don't even remember. And most of them have been around. I don't know, a few years. years. Yeah, several like years. Like 2009. Yeah, some of them. England, Scotland, Scott Yard. That's probably been around since like <laughs> 2000, 2010. So, I don't even know. I don't even. I think the only reason Scott Yard got integrated into that is because <clears throat> I've always followed Scott Yard's training. And then he started going to, uh, you know, he started doing raw meets and he started doing USAPL meets. So you know, I met him in a couple of competitions, and I've always liked Scott Yard. He's a great lifter, and yeah, he's, he's even he's even doing he's cooked meets. He's doing cooked meets too. Mm. <laughs> Wrong. Mm. But uh, it, yeah, like the the joke that uh, <laughs> if you've uh, if you've ever seen Office Space. <laughs> Can I send you guys off with some wings or pizza shooters? Or the guy <laughs> says when he comes over there, and Peter makes the gee, 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 the you know the about if the anytime, gun noise. anytime Mike does that noise right there, Brent will will lose. Brent almost like Brent loses his pants. He like almost shits himself every time. Uh, cause yeah, it'll go from you know. So Peter does that, and then the guy comes over. He's like, someone's someone's got a case of the money. And then you know he makes the gun noise, and uh, somehow that. Gun noise turned into uh, Scott Yard guys, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Fuck. I don't know. And then Scott Yard guys integrated with Ali Ali, so it became England Ali Ali, Scotland Scott Yard, tennis ball, rollerblade, <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the jokes because someone actually did ask, someone asked on the Facebook page, "Can we get? Are, are you ever gonna describe?" Oh, it was actually Jeeves. Ask uh, Jeeves, like from Ask no, no, no. Jeeves. Well, it's it's actually one of Chris's uh, Chris's clients. Uh, his name looks like when you put it together, like his initials form Jeeves. Okay. So uh, he asked, 
Because I'm sure when Chris coaches him, he uses, you know, I yeah, don't know what yeah, the jokes but this he uses. is probably the one guy out of everybody listening to this that has a little bit of an inkling of what the fuck we're talking about. Because everyone else has turned it off now. Yeah, like, because I'm everyone else, like... I'll try in 2017 again. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I honestly... I mean, Jeeves asked, he's like, are we ever going to learn where any of these jokes came from? Like, see ya. Because honest honestly, and this is the last part about the jokes, because we've got to talk about something else. <laughs> but, but see ya has, mo has moved... Uh, in a variety of different places. Sia is spreading throughout the world. It's trending. Uh, Sia is trending. Because I'm going to start, start using it on Twitter then. Yeah, because we'll, you know, we'll make posts that say, Sia, you know, and you can do it. You can do Sia after anything. You know? Don't try and describe all instances of Sia. It'll take too long, but... Yeah, Sia is just, you walk up to a weight and you unrack it and then you just you either drop it or just know you can't do it. And then you just rack it and go, Sia, and just walk away. Or or yeah, you watch someone okay. do an incredible. Look. I honestly right, don't anyway. know. I don't. I honestly don't know why I started talking about Ali, in order like. No, because you you started talking about uh, your Ali. wife. I know, but then... I don't know why I was talking about her. That so we lost that thread. We lost that. Well, anytime you talk about her, I have to talk about Ali. So. <laughs> All right, let's retrace our steps. Um, we were talking about Ali. We were. I have I have a uh, Australian friends. Their name is Sean and Lindsay. They're married, and they're really good about pulling me back from these threads when I was hanging out with them one time they were like okay you were talking about this and then this and then uh, I've got a friend Jeremy and his wife Fong they're really good at it too they like they seem to follow the threads and have them cached in their mind that's good but I honestly don't like know a, I honestly yeah. don't know how we got here and I don't know how to get back do we have anything else written down yeah yeah but I'm trying to rem okay we were talking about Tony Budding and that shit and somehow we got to Ali Ali <laughs> Let me describe, um, describe that. All right, we're gonna let's start wrapping this up. Um, we're about fifty minutes. We don't want to we don't want to bore you guys, but um, you want to talk about John North, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, I think it's pretty cool that John North came back. Uh, I mean, I had a feeling that he would, but uh, you know, well, first I, off, it's not hurt. a retire. It's not a retirement when you're twenty. He's younger than I am, right? He's like a year younger. Well, than he us. said he was done after the last Arnie, after because he hurt himself warming up for this. For the snatch in 2013 <laughs> oh the snatch the snatch it or the deadlift if you say <laughs> if you have if you have the qualifier the in front of it it's it's uh it's insulting you don't say the ukraine right uh well no, no we do we do need to say that because uh chris and i don't refer to the deadlift as the deadlift <laughs> okay so everything i i put it started putting a v in front of everything i, I know because chris <laughs> will text me and be like hey what are you doing tomorrow I'll be like, I'm performing the back squat. <laughs> uh, I'm performing the axle press. Uh, anyway, so yeah, John North came back and he did 155, uh, 180, uh, which, you know, they're, what, 11 or 12 kilos below his all-time PRs, but they look, they look nice and smooth. And, In uh, training? No, he did them at the Arnie last oh. week. Ah, the Arnie. Hey, you guys here for the Arnie? <laughs> One no. of these days I need to describe why I call it the Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> Should we finish with that and then stop? You want to do that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, last... So uh, here's why I say the Arnie. Okay. So we're in. Uh, we're in. We get to Columbus. It's Chris, my brother. I honestly forget. I honestly forget why you say the Arnie. Like I always thought it was a Scout Yard thing. And I no, know I've no. heard you tell this story right here at least seven times, and I always forget this is why you call it the Arnie. <laughs> Cause we so we get to the hotel uh, in 2012, and it's a pretty nice little hotel. And you know there are a bunch of other lifters and stuff there. And we check in and we start acting like idiots. Cause you know that's that's the one time where like you totally forget about everything else that's going on in your life and you just focus on you know where you are in the moment. Uh, and it's, it's like it's a awesome. dog. You li a dog lives in the moment. Anyway, so uh, we call the, we call the uh, the taxi or the shuttle service, and we're like, "Hey, can you take us to go get some food?" And so the guy uh, guy gets us in the in the van. We start driving, and all of a sudden he looks up in the mirror and he goes, "Yes, here for the Arnie." <laughs> and we're all three of us look at each other like, "What did he just say?" He's like, "You guys here for the Arnie, the Arnie?" And he just kept saying the Arnie. He never referred to it once as the Arnold. He's like, lots of people come in town for the Ernie every year. A lot of people up for the Ernie at the end of February. Ernie time. And he just kept saying the Arnie, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't stop. I, I was just I, – I didn't know what to say. Because, you know, it's just the way that he said it. Like, 
you look up and you see his eyes in the mirror and he's did he have a mustache? Did he have a mustache? Oh, uh, I don't think he had a mustache. There was a some cab driver had that had a mustache there. And I don't recall the cab driver. With the, was that when we went to Jenny's last year? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Damn about. It. Oh, <laughs> last divergence, and then we're just gonna stop. All right. So last year when we went to the Arnie, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't there. This is everybody else. It was Maroticus, Mark Marana, the Canadian, and Adam Wathen, the Canadian. Uh, were they met? They came down to the meet, and uh, Mark lifted, and Adam was watching. They're both from uh, Canada, as uh, we like to call it. So they're from Canada, and they they came in for the meet. Wrong. And uh, afterwards, they're like, hey, you want to go get some food? And we said, yeah, for sure. So it's me, my girlfriend, Crystal, uh, Adam, Mark, and then the rest of the crew, uh, everyone else, AC, uh, Jeremy, who is uh, who owns CrossFit Annadale, uh, Chris, and a, Chris, Ellie, a bunch of other people. Uh, so we go, we go out to eat, and everyone mm-hmm. goes into the bar, and then we're at the tail end, me, Mark, Crystal, and uh, Adam. And the guy's like, uh, ID? And Mark is 19 or 20 or whatever he was, so we can't go in there. So we're like, oh, crap. Well, they already got a table, so we're like, screw it. We'll go somewhere else. So we go somewhere else to eat. And then, uh, what, Justin, Justin, what do you, what do I like to eat after I eat at, at a meat? After I eat the main meal, what do I like to go for? A giant thing of ice cream? Ice cream, okay, ice cream. So I walk outside, and I'm like, hey. I talk to the guy there. I'm like, what's, where's the best place for ice cream? He's like, dude, you need to go to Jenny's. So I go to Jenny's, and uh, which is right a couple blocks down, and no shit, it's the best ice cream I've ever eaten. And I'm like, oh my That's god. That's high praise from this guy. I'm like, this is incredible. It, it was delicious. So uh, AC Texas, he says, where are you guys at? And uh, he said, I said, we're at Jenny's. Dude, you've got to come down here. This shit is amazing. And he's like, oh, sweet. So he tells everyone else at the bar, they've been drinking, mind you. They're like, dude, Mike's at Jenny's. We need to get down there. He said the place is awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'm in. I'm up in the like the top part of Jenny's, just eating ice cream. And AC, uh, like 15 minutes later, AC walks in with everyone else. He's like, Mike, what the hell is this? I was like, Jenny's. He's like, dude, I thought you were at a bar. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no. He's like, well, you said you were at Jenny's. I was like, yeah, eating ice cream. He's like, dude, we want a drink. I was like. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, <laughs> we had we had I guess they had this huge table at the other bar and they were all having a blast. And then AC's like, let's shut it down, man. We got to go down to Jenny's because <laughs> that's where that's where it's all going down. And they get down there and it's just me and the the you know Crystal, Adam, and Mark just eating ice cream, just this incredible ice cream, having a an out of body experience. And uh, AC is just like this. This is bullshit. And they're like, all right, we're going out. We'll see you guys later. And they all, like, left their bags with us and, and drove off. Yeah. And walked off and went to some other bar. Came back, like, two weeks. Sue me, dickhead. So AC has never let me live that down. He's like, you at Jenny's? <laughs> and that's the kind of... That's the kind of thing that happens with us. Is that there's, there's, always a hu- there's always a significant lack of communication. There's usually some sort of <laughs> conflict within the group. And there's usually some sort of complete lack of resolvement of that conflict, and nothing. Uh, nothing it, it always it. results in a in the weirdest <laughs> the weirdest time. Like when you <laughs> like when we were in Utah, and uh, you're going to talk about the bus, aren't you? I don't even know. What are you talk about? I don't even know. No, when we were in Utah and we were snowshoeing, or at least Allie oh, and I were, yeah, yeah. Allie and I were snowshoeing, and the rest of you guys were post holing behind us, and uh, the dogs were running around. And I was like, oh, this is probably easier right here to go up. Like, you guys should go up here. And I don't know why we – I don't even remember why we left you guys, but you guys started working on climbing this hill. And this hill was only <laughs> – no, 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 We started climbing a mountain. <laughs> this hill was only – I don't know. It couldn't have been longer than 20 meters, right? 20 or 30 meters at most just to go. But, like – It was a hell of an incline. When you, when you had to go up, like, the snow is pretty much at your waist when you're trying to, like, go up because of the angle. And uh, so – it was sort of like that where we went with the dogs because when it, when there's no snow, it's it's quite easy to go up right there. And and I've done it a bunch of times that same route when there's no snow and when there's a lot less snow. And so we went up like we even filmed a video over there. It was like me and Allie and the dogs. It's on Mo- Sean, it's on uh, Brent Brent's page. And Sean and Brent, yeah, it's on my YouTube, I think. 
or Brent's YouTube or something. Brent's YouTube. And so we do like a little video right there, and uh, then we look over in the distance, and you and Chris, you and Chris are just struggling to like survive and to move three inches at a time. Like, it's like it's over, yeah. You guys just like two look like two. Uh, I don't know, like two two mastodons that are like stuck in a mastodon stuck in like an avalanche. So that's the kind of thing that happens when you hang out with us. And we're gonna call it there, well, Mike. On yeah. that note, we're almost at ten thousand likes on the Facebook page. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I think the Twitter is right under five, five k. Five. Running five k. So uh, we're gonna call it there. Uh, had a good time, man. Uh, we're going to try and do these a little more frequently, which means that the next one will be in a few years. We'll try uh, to do one next next Saturday because I'm, I'm taking the week off before the yeah. contest. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, if you guys want to throw topics at us on Twitter, do it at 70sBig. Um, you can do it on the fan page too. We're just uh, – what are you laughing at? I'm laughing thinking about something Gant said. <laughs> The, the the straight street <laughs> no that in the garden show I don't even know what you're talking about I, he built a prowler and I don't know Chris and I saw him and he was covered with like soot I don't know he looked like he was having a rough day like on that one day alone Gant like did a bunch of stuff for his kids and then he went to a garden show and then he built a prowler and uh, he just looked run down <laughs> Like, Ed, have you slept in the last three years? He's like, made a prowler today. Got to go to a production of Straight Street tonight. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Gant makes me feel bad because I can accomplish, like, one thing a day. And Gant accomplishes a hundred. He squeezes a week into a day. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. All right, we're calling it there. You guys want to throw... Note, you guys want to throw... Yeah, you guys want to throw stuff at us on Twitter, Facebook fan page. If we uh, plan it ahead, we'll get some of your questions, answer some of those. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Rated R.